the oh man, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm bringing it back to the community. I'm that mayor that's going to empower this community and actually not just listen to what you're saying, but get to this table and see how we can make it happen. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 153, September 22nd, 2019, with your host, Mitt Hoker. Thank you all for listening. Continuing on with our spotlight on Fairbanks City Mayor candidates. Tonight, Lakeisha Jordan had a great talk in the studio. More and more, I keep telling you, this is going to be real. We are going to have a studio there one day, a real one. I'm telling you, I am telling you. But for tonight, Lakeisha Jordan. Let's just get right to this. I'm behind on editing, so let's get going. Sorry about the dog barking in there. Oh, during the whole time when I was recording, I was being driven crazy. And tonight, editing, driven crazy. (sighs) All day, lemon pound cake. Alaskan blooms. Go get yourself some. Thank you, Lakeisha Jordan. Yes. Welcome to Fallen North Tokers. So happy that you come here, not knowing what to expect, and you come on the show. <laughs> and here we go. Awesome. You are running for Fairbanks City Mayor. Correct. Let's go back a little bit and find out some background in Fairbanks. I, I heard it. You're um, the ITA that you, and I've heard you say before you come from the Bronx, uh, uh, Harlem, actually, Harlem. New York City, Manhattan, Harlem. What was what was the decision or? Anything anyway, that happened that shocked you to military. Military. It was it was the military. My now ex husband joined the military two years after we got married, and this was supposed to save our marriage because we were on the brink of a divorce. <laughs> oh, just like put some structure to it. Yeah, and get some money and coming so in he. Uh, yeah, I, I worked three jobs seven days a week. He was an immigrant, so I wanted to make sure our family was sustained, and you know he could work here and there, but. He saw that I was really home and I'm working three jobs. And he, as a man, he's frustrated. Like, I, this is my job. I'm supposed to be doing this. And so he joined the military, came to Alaska. It was supposed to get rid of the tension and things like that. But we just brought us here, no matter where we were. So it was still the same. Was the decision to come to Alaska or the military decided? The for military you? decided for him. Well, that, I send you to Alaska, right? Well, he had several places to pick. And I think he wanted me as far away from my family as possible to be honest i really believe that's what it was but it was one of the best decisions that he made that we made i was very appreciative so uh, when did you get here uh actually 2000 and i'm so sorry 9 11 was 2001 i came the next year he joined the military two days before 9 11 and i worked right in that area like literally worked just off whole avenue up from the twin towers watched i was yeah, it was crazy. What um, what was your experience then? Because I, 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 my experience was waking up. My wife was pregnant with our first baby. Was maybe five months along. Mm. Get a phone call at five o'clock in the morning. Right. I'm in Alaska, and I've been here for maybe six months at this time. I've been nice. here since '99 or something. So no, I guess two years. And uh, my crazy buddy from the East Coast is on the phone. He's like, "Turn on the TV." I'm like, "Oh, hold on, I got something to tell you. I got something to tell you." Turn on the TV. I'm like, uh, we're going to have a baby. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> and um, he's like, turn on the TV. The sky is falling. Like, And we, conspiracy guys and end of the world kind of people. And he's right. kind of like, oh shit, what, what is going on? And you turn on the screen. 
Mm. And at that point, this was five, so ten. Are the towers still up at ten? I don't even remember if I saw or so many times. I don't believe so. I, at, by 10 o'clock, the towers had to have still been up. I had to be the, to work at 8.30 that morning. When I got off the train, the first plane had already hit. So I'm coming un, from underneath the train So about 8 station. o'clock maybe or something. So yeah, probably about, I don't know when the first plane hit. I don't recall. But I do know when I came out the train station, I'm staring dead at it in the and, building. And what were people thinking then? Just plain accident. Well, the, the conversation that I even had with some of, because I've worked in that area for years. So just being able to have the conversation with vendors and things and they're like, oh, it was an accident. I'm like, guys, are you kidding me? That's not an accident. Like you knew right away you know, that I you felt that it wasn't. Well, this is a true story. I had a coworker where I, the law firm that I worked in, because um, I work for a law firm and we had excellent view of the Twin Towers, the, C- the city, because we were on the 10th floor and we had a smoke area and we would kind of stand over there and chop it up and look out the window, stare at the Twin Towers. And I told her three months prior that I found it ironic that all of a sudden helicopters were doing tours around the Twin Towers. I said, she used to be like, oh, you're big. You know, I'm not really necessarily a conspiracy theorist, but reality is reality when you have Something's evidence. Weird. Something's weird here. And she's like, Keisha, you're just tripping out or whatever have you. Probably about um, six weeks or so after, I mean, before 9-11, it just stopped. But it was consistent, and it wasn't happening prior because this was the era we always hung out in. You sure. know, yeah, you notice you're paying, the things. You're just noticing what's normal, right? And so, when nine eleven happened, I had managed to make it to my job. The first plane had hit. You know, I walked up uh, to Broadway, and ironically, <laughs> what were the streets like? Oh, was man. it like electric? I don't. Or think. Were people still in a in their phase of not even paying attention? Well, people were paying attention because we're watching people Everyone, jump from the Twin point. Towers. The first plane had hit. Right. So we're watching the chaos come into the street. I walked up because I was like, well, I'm going to at least check in. I don't know what's going on. I get to Broadway. It's uh, literally one avenue up, which is probably about two of our city blocks. So I, I literally get to Broadway and all of a sudden, boom, you hear it. Second plane hit. I just take off running. I became a track star, ran away from the Twin Towers. Do you remember any of the people's faces? Oh, I do. As you're you're running away. Because here's what happened. That wasn't as traumatic as after the Twin Towers fell. So I've I've ran. I ran several blocks. But I called my uh, supervisor and was like, I'm going to come back and get my stuff. I'm just not going to do today. I had stuff in the office. I just hey. saw two, or I saw one, or I was around one, heard the broom. Yeah, and so I go back upstairs and we're talking. Literally, the second plane's there. We're watching people jump out the window. We had a great view. And we're talking, and I'm just like, no, this is a terrorist attack. At the time, my law firm was di- directly in front of the INS building, the immigration building, which is pure glass, going up at least 30 floors. And I'm just like, well, if we're under attack, they probably going to hit this building if it's terrorists from another country. We're having this conversation and all of a sudden, chandeliers are thrown to the ceiling, breaking, basically. And we're watching what I thought was the Twin Towers fall on us. It was the smoke billowing that hard. And so I just, again, I took off running. 
Forget her. In fact, so I they haven't even felt fallen yet. And this they, is just a they, no. They pancaked at that point. Okay, and this is yeah. Just, they <sighs> had yeah. It was just a billow. Of, I mean, mind you, you see, I told her twin towers oh, were yeah. so videos, pancake. Right? Boop, 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 boop. That smoke thrusted at us so hard. Like I said, we're two of our regular Fairbank streets, just the small streets. Two of those, one long avenue away from the twin towers, watching this and. Our building shook like it was an earthquake so vigorously that the chandeliers are slamming against the ceiling. The hangy glass, you know, uh, crystal-looking chandeliers. So Power I, stay on? So it's all light at that point or um, darkened? Actually, it hadn't darkened at that point yet. I made it down the stairs, you oh, know, 10th floor, track star. So <laughs> then you had to get back on the train or uh, no, There or? was no such thing. Right, because, that's what I'm No, there go? was no such thing. Away. I the end result of that movement because when I came out of the building I'm running all of a sudden I'm running I'm like wait a minute we're at war this was my perception we're at war why am I running I'm about to die you know and just the whole thoughts the normal stuff that happens when you're thinking dang I'm about to die and there's nothing I can do about it I'm thinking about my kids who were in Brooklyn because I worked in um, downtown Manhattan so I'm like how am I going to get to my kids I ended up I stopped running, started just kind of walking and meditating and reflecting. And I was just like, you know, you had to do the whole praying for forgiveness thing, you know. And the end result was me having to walk the Brooklyn Bridge to get back to where my children were. But in the midst of walking, you, I got into a trance state where I'm walking and just looking at the world around me thinking... This is really like something out of a movie. Like this, like everyone was huh? people like, literally white, you like know, from the crowd. soot. Yeah, um, bloody, clothes ripped, one shoe, Not and I'm talking, just screaming, crying, doing what people. would... I mean, this is a crossing the bridge. Uh, no, not a. This is as I'm walking to the bridge. I'm leaving from oh, the side of World Trade Center, so I have to still walk. Which is, the bridge wasn't right next to me. It was a long walk. So I'm walking and I'm watching the temperature of the streets. I'm watching people that actually survived the buildings falling or, you know, ran out the buildings, lost their shoes. It was, so I'm just looking around like, wow, this is like really something out of a movie. This is sad. It's scary, you know, and I tell people all the time, you never get rid of the visuals of something that traumatic. You, you just don't get rid of the visuals. So much chaos yeah. going on around yeah, absolutely. you. Absolutely. overload. Absolutely. Brain can't handle it. Yeah. Start blocking things out. And two days later, you come to Fairbanks? Well, no. Uh, my husband at the time had joined the military two days earlier. Two, two days earlier. So when the first plane had hit, I'm in the train station. We, I get out the train. I see the plane in the building. I get... Upstairs, it wasn't until the second plane hit that he started blowing up my phone. In basic training, you can't make calls out while you're in basic training. But he left, like, my wife works right there. I need to make sure she's okay because I trained the train station was under the Twin Towers, you know, and the station did when the buildings collapsed and stuff, the train station did collapse um, underneath and all of that. But you know, they, they let him call me and I was just like, man, I cannot wait to get out of New York. You know, I didn't know where we were going to end up, but coming here was the best thing that happened to me 17 years ago. <gasps> For me and my children. It wasn't just me. It was so like, how long was it after that event that you guys were 
where orders were sent to Alaska. Mm-hmm. He out. came, I believe. Wainwright? Is that where it was? He went to Wainwright, yeah. He came, I believe it was in January, and I came up in March with the uh, two children. It's like four months that later. We had the, yeah. I came up in March, and March 18th, actually, and just had a blast with the environment. I'm a very peaceful person by nature, and I'm very sociable. So I'm always like, good morning, how are you? Have a good day. I like to put out this energy into the world. You know, I've always been like that. Living in New York City, it was a habit I had. So I always, I often got asked, where are you from? (laughs) I'm like, Harlem. They're like, no, where are you from? Manhattan, New York. I was born and raised here. They're like, you could, you can't, you're too nice. You know, and I'm just like, okay. Not well, hardened yet. Have a good day, you know. But <laughs> So coming up here and seeing people actually receptive and also dishing it out. It was just like, <gasps> there is a space for me in this world, you know. <laughs> yeah, you were looking for that human contact and they. Absolutely. They say, what are they, how there's so many people in New York City. With so many people around, it can be the most loneliest. Yeah, it really can because people are more entrenched in not just what's going on with them, but also the fear of discovering if anything outside of the crime and the things that they see on the news exists. Like if I'm on a train and I know every time I see a story about somebody getting shot, stabbed or any of that on the train, I'm paranoid. Not me personally because I'm from New York, but you know, yeah, going into overload. Absolutely. Um, but here it's definite, it was definitely way more welcoming and acceptable to speak to your neighbor, to mm. offer kind words without somebody being like, oh, what are you up to? You know? Yeah, I like the feeling too. I, I definitely, yeah. it's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Golden heart, huh? It is. Golden uh-huh. heart. Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes this summer or about this trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, Boost Banner, Green Crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Canvas. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. So once you got up here, what would you end up doing? I, my... My ex-husband, he he didn't want me to work. I mind you, I worked three jobs for years, um, and we he barely saw me seven days a week. So he was like, "When you get up here, I don't want you to work. I'm in the military now. We have housing." Blah, blah. I was like, "Okay, cool." It wasn't my forte, but I'm like, I do need a break, you know. And so I didn't work. What I did was advocate. I started meeting the neighbors, started seeing that, wait, no matter where you want to work, people have, have issues. Just, just pay. You know, and so I started working with uh, 
youth in, in particular, parents and families that were kind of in turmoil, whether it was the, I started doing more advising or life coaching, like, hey, you know, maybe you want to um, converse in this manner. Did you ever think about this? Or um, even with me talking to the young folks about understanding their beauty, looking at what skills and gifts they have. When you deal with people that are so used to constantly being put down because of their poor choices, there's little room for them to even recite good things about themselves because nothing but all of the negative they're doing has been continuously poured into them. So just trying to help them discover themselves. And stuff. So I started advocating and, and mentoring almost instantaneously when I got out here. It was really a part of what I had initially started in New York, um, seeing a lot of homeless people. That's my love. Like I used to be homeless and I grew up in foster care. So I aged out of foster care when I was 21 to be in a position where I could sit down and actually have relatability and understand that this drunk person or this homeless person actually has a backstory and still possess skills and talents and things that could potentially help lift them out of their circumstances. I was that person that wanted to have that conversation and then plant seeds of encouragement, you know? That is definitely a problem that's brought up here in Fairbanks, right? The homelessness Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. What's What do you see you can do for that? Well, one of the major things that has been on my heart to do is connect with a lot of the uh, agencies, the nonprofits out here, um, FNA, uh, TCC, you know, Chief Andrew Isaacs, and see whether or not it would be a reality for them to come together with their funds, buy property to create a room share program. A lot of homeless people actually have jobs. People don't understand that it's not just drunk people or drug addicts, people strung out. Um, a lot of homeless people actually have jobs. I would love to see a situation where they purchase a building or even have a building built that's nothing but apartments, maybe three bedrooms or four bedrooms in one. And then they do um, a room share program where somebody just pays $500 a month for a room, but in this building is on, you know, around the clock counselors, around the clock, um, uh, what do you call it? Like just case managers. The support system is actually in that building, checking in and, you know, letting people know what other resources may have come about, what other jobs may have come about, but build, building that connectivity because now you have a building full of people that really can relate to one another in a base you're in a, in a base but safe. more importantly you walk out your house and you know there's a support system mm-hmm. when you walk out those doors nobody's looking down on you because everybody in the building done been through some stuff All right cheerleaders absolutely i mean just to have that environment exist would be imperative many of these people that are drinking yes they are absolutely alcoholics yes they will spend the rest of their lives drinking but that does not mean that nothing else exists in them <laughs> because you have these people out here that actually do have jobs and they're drinking, you know, and at, they get off work and that's the first thing they want to do because they're addicted to it, but they still 
function, you know, they're functioning alcoholics or functioning drug addicts. So to um, some degree. To some degree. Maybe not reaching their ultimate potential. Potential, absolutely. But recognizing (laughs) that it's still there could offer them hope. People in rehab that have been able to look back and say, I've been clean for 20 years, I've been clean for 10 years, they're not doing that because they got to a space where they were like, I'm never going to have this desire to drink again. They were aware that at any point in time, life circumstances could trigger it. They got there because... They had a support system. They were in a position where they understood that there was more to their lives and they deserve more. That care can offer that for a lot of people. I've seen it. I've lived that life. I've been that person. You know, um, I tell people openly, I survived two failed suicide attempts. And this is over 25 years ago that I would have never imagined being here 25 years later. Running for mayor? Don't tell me what you can't do unless you know it means can always navigate through. Mm-hmm. What is your experience in representation? Well, right now I'm on the Board of Thrive Alaska. I'm the president of the Board of Thrive Alaska. I'm on you the ever finance. done like student council in high school and any of those things? I absolutely was like the curator for the newspaper in my school. I literally was into the peer leadership program when I was younger. I also was in the legal outreach program. I started studying law when I was young. I love law till this day. I use it to teach people how to advocate for themselves and navigate through and understanding the law. So legal outreach and being a 15 year old that was working alongside some of the best ADAs, assistant district attorneys in New York City, um, cause I had to in- my first internship at 15. So, um, as far as those positions are concerned, I was used to being the president of the peer leader program and different things like that. And it's ironic that you said that because every time people ask me about leadership positions, I forget that these are things I did when I was younger, <laughs> but they still represented leadership. Right. And so that is leading your peers. Absolutely. And and that's are. what that's what I'm used to, even in this community as an advocate, not having a base location for leadership it isn't i feel like leadership is something you travel with it's not just i have to clock in to be a leader or you know while i'm off the clock i'm not going to issue any kind words i'm just gonna let me stay in my zone by nature i'm paying attention to my surroundings and seeing if someone needs that encouragement needs a hug needs kind words because i understand what it's like to put this energy into the world Negative energy is just as real as positive energy, but it's overwhelming compared to the lack of positive energy that exists in this world now. Do you think there's... I want to think there's a yin and yang to negative and positive. Yeah, but and there's no balance in today's you, society. Do you feel that there is a um, overwhelming very, negative? It is a very overwhelming negative. And because we're looking at... We're talking from the top as far as leadership is concerned, trickling down in the methods that uh, messages are relayed. The communication is very unproductive, very toxic, very abusive. I tell people all the time, I'm not going to pretend as if President Trump has not made some really good choices with policies. He really has. But he has made some very poor choices when it comes to the method in which he delivers his messages for the whole world to see as a leader. So I'm like, kudos to you, Trump, for a lot of the 
you know, decisions that you make when it comes to running the country. But dude, we're watching you and people know they embrace this as acceptable. So what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. They're going to, well, Trump is doing it. I'm going to have the same behaviors because nobody's looking to try to change it. And now you have, when they say both sides, unfortunately, me telling you that you're toxic and you're an idiot and you're this and you're that and you need to stop what you're doing. What did I just do? Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. what you just did. Right. So where does the cycle end at? That's why the individual absolutely you have to decide. I agree, and that's why I feel like leadership. It's imperative that leaders are the action of leadership, and not just the term or title of a leader. Can you? You can't just say you're a leader. I mean, no, your actions will prove it. Right? Or, or I mean, people, you can, people follow or people listen. That, right? Absolutely, you have to have a um, following, basically. And it's not really a title. It's not. It's it's not. Um, it's what happens around um, you. Right, right. And so in these positions, in these political positions, because you are in this position, eyes are going to be on you. They're going to be waiting to see what your decision is. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's imperative that people understand and embrace the fact that it is an action. Are you doing this because people are watching or are you doing this because... Whether people are watching or not, this is just naturally what you understand can help our society. And that's that's how I move. It's like, I know this could help the world around me. Whether people are watching or not, I want to move in a way that will be more of a role model um, for productive change. And just be, what is it? Uh, being the change you want to see? Absolutely. Infecting one another with that right. energy. It's true. It's so hard as... as- as you talk about an overwhelming negative, right. we have to. I believe then, if if there is that overwhelming negative, then we're bound we're bound to rebound, right? With an overwhelming positive, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's I agree. And that's it's what that I'm scale. Of, yeah, it has know. to right. And what's going to be that? I mean, there's 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 eventually this thing that happens when when you're putting on a scale. If you want to compare a pot of positive and a pot of negative. Yeah. There's something that goes into that positive that, that sends it over. And I think the connection for me has always been showing people that no matter where you stand in life, no matter what's going on in your life, every part of your movement is about communication, period. Your communication with yourself, your communication with other people, your communication that you're having with the world around you. We're in a room right now. We can look around these walls and we're, they're going to create emotions. We can look at things. They're gonna, we're communicating at all times and the world is communicating with us. But because most people are so entrenched in, I have to move, I have to move. No one's stopping to listen to the communication. Or how, what are people going to think of my communication? Absolutely. Once I said that home, should I have said that? Oh, I don't know. Right. Absolutely. Mm. And it, I just take it back to, you know, wanting to see a space where people are authentically embracing themselves. Like, you are going to be flawed. That's just human nature. You're going to make mistakes. That's just human nature. You're mm. not going to get it in your mama's time or your neighbor's time. That's just human nature. But how can we encourage you forward and cheer you on when you 
snap back from poor choices so that you now have the energy and a drive to continue to push forward and say, I overcame that or, man, I've come a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not allowing to be something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you looking to list or searching for your perfect property? Well, contact Matt Wade at Century 21 Gold Rush community member for over 20 years, helping you through the real estate buying and selling process. Matt Wade, C21 at gmail.com. M-A-T-W-A-D-E-C-2-1 at gmail.com. 907-978-0127. Helping you through the process. Matt Wade, Century 21 Gold Rush. Why the executive? Why not have why not um, city council? I know, and that's one of the most uh, common questions that I'm asked. See, so this and it's not not in a way that that says you shouldn't do one or the other, right, right, but in a way that one legislates and makes laws, and right. and one is that making sure it all happens, right, right. So, do we get to that leadership idea of making sure it all happens? And it really wasn't an idea. It was. Uh, I feel like me running for mayor was a calling that started coming at me in January. And I'm really, for one, most people that know me know I tuned out of politics years ago. Like I saw the angle that it was going in and um, the politics about it. And I just was like, you know what? This is crazy for me. Like I said, leadership is an action. Um, so I kind of got away from the political world in that way and just focus more on advocacy on this on a lower level however in january someone's like you know you should run for mayor and i'm just like no why what were you saying for that well for me prior to someone making that statement i'm talking about the fact that you know with my empowerment firm i teach productive communication and advocacy so in the midst of doing this, it's been a blessing to watch people that were once in and out of jail or, you know, constantly getting kicked out of school or addicted to drugs. Like I had a situation up here personally. I always tell people, pull, pull me up. The stories may sound crazy, but there's proof all over, you know, about what my background is and how dedicated I am to seeing people excel. I had someone take my credit card, run it up bring my credit card back to my house, laid on my table, and my card had been shut off. So I went to Walmart to shop. I'm like, what's going on with my card? They're like, man, we see a bunch of fraudulent. I'm like, that's impossible. It was in my house. Mm -hmm. And it was a meth addict that I had been trying to advocate for and help get back on their feet. So the bottom line was that person got charged. They did a um, with no contact order. And I said, you're on a... I would like to have that removed. You cannot advocate for a person with a no contact order. I said, I've watched everyone turn their backs on this person and continue to push this person down. What you're seeing is the behaviors of the problem that she has, but it doesn't speak in volumes for the person that still exists there, you know? And the judge was like, this is strange. <laughs> like, she just robbed you and you still want to be there for her. Well, anyway, fast Did you forward. feel like you, you put meat in front of the tiger? 
No, that not you necessarily. Left it out there for this person. That no, you I did take not. It? She took it from my purse, but I was so busy on the move that it never dawned on me that I never put it on a table. So it was like I had my purse with me and everything. So at some point, she took it from me without me recognizing, and I found it on the table. And I was like, "This is strange. Hmm, keep going." You know. Um, bottom line was, when I'm around people, I'm around them in love. It lessons like that taught me to be more strategic about how I'm guarding my stuff. But it didn't stop me from still understanding that there's beauty in that person because that person is not the drug. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The drug is impacting uh, the behaviors. And fast forward to today, she's doing great. She literally has a child. She's married. She's a nurse in another state. Um, And I'm still in touch with it. Well, she's not a nurse. She's a... uh, I forgot what you call the, the the nurse's assistant. You know, CNA. They, CNA. There you go. She's CNA. So the idea is, we can all stop at your trial. We really can. We can all start bashing you when things are sideways and put you down. But do you not realize this person still has to be a part of this community and in some way is going to have an impact on us? So it's free to say. I'd love to see you back on your feet, man. I'm, I'm hoping you the best. I'm praying for you. You know, I know you got this. Mm-hmm. Those are words. That's a very community-oriented statement. That the idea of um, strong is our weakest link. Right. Like, pull them along. Let's. Um, right. Absolutely. We, we can't. We're not going anywhere without everyone. It's not right. It's not to disregard that they may have done some wrongs. They may have served their time in jail. You know, they may still be on drugs. It's not to disregard these things. Is there ever a time when you um, say, no, you can't be here anymore? Like the... the, the you mean the around wagon, me? No, uh, in general. We're like this philosophical thought of our wagon train of humanity moving moving through life and we want mm-hmm. to keep on pulling people with us. You know, they're making mistakes and okay, come on. Is there ever a time when you say, you know what? Uh, you're, you're not welcome in our human train anymore. Well, no. Okay. Now, let me tell you why I say no. We are not givers and takers of life by nature. Like, by nature, everyone has a beginning and an end date. Mm-hmm. My genuine belief is there is still a reason you're here. I don't even have to understand it because I didn't create you. But there's still a reason you're here. People can make it so you're not. Uh, absolutely. Now, a person can create that act. But I believe mm. on a universal the level, uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. But if on a universal level, if I already have a in a beginning and end date, I already have it. Mm-hmm. None of us knows how we're going to end. You can come and shoot me twenty five times. My my biological father was actually shot twenty times and was in the hospital for a year, fully recovered from this. You can do whatever you want. If it's not my time, it's not my time. No. But if this person is still here, even if I have to love them from a distance, issue kind words from Facebook, I'm cheering you on. I know you're going through it. Can't come to my house for dinner. I'm bringing you a plate. You know what I'm saying? There's still ways to care without necessarily being in people's space. So I don't know. But I, I love that you believe that. Yeah. That's good. I, I, there's, there's just some badness. In this world. It's true. Because there's good and evil. That is true. It's that evil thing. Yeah, it's true. There is really, truly... There... 
I'm not even going to get into it on a spiritual level because then people will be like, whoa, that's deep. But well, you're um, in politics right now. Uh huh. I know. Let's, let's stay in politics. <laughs> the bottom line is it's it's a lot deeper than just this human thing mm-hmm. right here. It really is. Well, it, it gets back it's to a the lot point deeper. of you believe that community is very important. Very important. And we're not we're not we're not going on without you. Right. I mean, we're going to help you get to here and, and, right. and until it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Because some people will self-sabotage and commit suicide or, um, you know, end up putting themselves in dangerous situations where they're harmed. Like, don't care anymore. A, just don't yeah, care. like drive off a cliff or something crazy. You know, um, I just genuinely believe that everyone has a purpose. Even in the midst of some of the poor choices that people are making. And this will be a perfect example. So my sister-in-law passed away years ago. My brother's um, wife, they have two kids together. And I talked to her all the time. And she just absolutely wanted her family to connect with my brother. She was like, I don't understand. They're Italian. Clearly, I'm not, you know, <laughs> but um, she couldn't understand why they just didn't embrace him. She, literally, she passed away. And out of nowhere, there was an outpour of love and support until this day. The entire family loves and supports my brother like they're there for him. The, what a saddening. And she didn't let him in before. Right. She never got to physic see it in this physical realm. We don't know whether or not, you know, she's looking down from a spiritual realm. But it took a death to create life and connectivity. Everything has a purpose. I don't care what it is. Even if I don't understand it, if I don't understand a purpose, everything here, the situations, the things people go through, all of it still serves a purpose, in my opinion. No, right. It, it, you know? it's the, it connects the dots. Absolutely. It's the reactions if you do something. Yeah. We, we have that free will to make decisions in this life. Mm-hmm. But... And Far North Tokers would like to thank Good Cannabis for sponsoring the podcast. Friday and Saturday, 10 to 11. Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 10. 356 Old Steve's Highway, Fairbanks, Alaska, 907-452-5463. Good cannabis. Here's token. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. So you were inspired by someone else coming to you and saying, 
go for mayor. A few people, actually. If, if they didn't... Along the way. If they would have said, uh, run for city council, would you might have done that? I probably would have done that, but... So it's just... That was the only thing that came to me um, several times. And it's not like it was... Every day, somebody saying run for mayor. No, no, no. no right. It was something happened. Somebody said it in January. And I was so it started the idea, the seed. I, no, I was like, nope, not me. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm but cool it was there. with Jim. It was there. Possibly, but it was definitely way in the back of my mind. Something I had, I had no interest. But in until politics. you hear it, it doesn't exist. That's true. And, and someone so, said, someone spark plant that seed. A few months later, someone else came and was like, you know, you should just run for mayor. Put a little water on it. Oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, no, no, I'm not gonna. Do that. I Jim is awesome. I've spoken to him. So I've always spoken really highly of Jim Matherly because of um, the way we would communicate prior to me running for mayor. Um, however, the kind of, not necessarily icing on the cake, but the thing that made me say, wait, this is a little bit more than people telling me to run for mayor was walking into someone's home and seeing this APOC commercial that said, you know, you want to find out, you know, about what it takes to, you know, be in these positions. Never saw the commercial before. Never saw it after that. Come on down Saturday and just like, let me just go Saturday and see what's going on. That's I get awesome. there on Saturday. I yeah, I, I get there on Saturday and I'm just like, this is pretty cool. Oh, good. I can go for, you know, city council. I can go, it. Huh? Like when they tell you, they're. I love that. I love that Me our too. city and borough, and I'm not sure who, I think it's our borough clerks that are setting that up, right? And uh, the city clerks. Oh, your city clerks. Yeah, yeah. Danny, they're they're awesome over there, by the way. Just, oh, my goodness. We have such an amazing must, team at City Hall. They we are really the skeleton. Do. And they're, they're the yes. skeleton and the organs that runs our, yes, our city yes, government. Yes. And we've got, for them to do that, it always, it always sparks me and makes me ask, they must want some new people down there. Yeah. They're like, come on, come on, please. Yes, they Come get engaged. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but. They would never, we I don't are, see that anywhere. We are definitely. It's great that they do that. We have a phenomenal team. Let's just put it like that. I went there and I saw all this, all of the seats that were open. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is a lot. Maybe I should do city council. Of course, the mayor's seat was up. When people brought this to me in January, I didn't even know his seat was coming up because I was not paying attention to politics. Mm-hmm the way I was paying attention to people in the community, you know? And so um, I was just like, hmm, I'll just figure out what I'm going to do. I left the building and no sooner than I left the building, I'm conversing with a, a lady. We're having a conversation. I didn't know her. And then she looks at me. She says, you know, you should run for city mayor. I said, mm-hmm. affirmation. I'm done. I'm running. I'm running. Yeah, how many times you need to hear you it? Know, how many times? I know. I said, I'm, I'm going to run. And wherever it leads me is where I'm going to end up. The bottom line is I'm very aware that I have a lot to offer to this community in regards to being able to bring us together to advance forward. Um, (coughs) Pardon me. In regards to being able to advance forward, uh, being able to come up with more creative ideas for um, bringing in more revenues as well as even Funneling our revenues through our system in a more fruitful manner, should I say. Money is there. Money is there. Just using it better? Yeah. Um, You know, if we're really looking at a $1 million shortfall next year, me personally, I don't believe it until I see it because I have a survivor, push-ahead, solution-based mentality you know, coming from the streets, growing up in the system and stuff. I've always said, okay, here's the problem. 
what can we do about it to make it better? Like that's always been my energy in life, you know, not necessarily by choice, but by circumstance. So I'm hearing about this one potential $1 million shortfall and I'm like, that don't exist. Nope. Things just have to be done differently Mm -hmm. in order for us to be okay. You know, so getting to the table with the actual numbers and uh, figures and things would be a whole lot more sufficient than me even putting it in my head that we can't do anything about the fact that we might lose a million dollars or, you know, it's, it's still not even written in stone. But my thing is, okay, so we go into next fiscal year extracting a million dollars from the budget. And if we happen to get it and it happens to not be the case, then so be it. We're prepared. Again, solution-based preventative measures are extremely important. But if you're looking ahead, like for me personally, in this position, I want to look out another five or ten years and say, okay, so what if they cut off our supplies? What if, what if we're cut off from being able to have food and stuff come in? Like this is my mentality now. At my home, I got stacks and stacks of canned goods. Go ahead, y'all can stop the shipment. We'll be good for several months, about a year. We're going to walk to Canada. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I want our community to be prepared in that manner, moving from a worst-case scenario position when it comes to finances, when it comes to you know policies, different things, because it is better to not have something happen and have been prepared in the event that it did than to have something happen and not to have even thought about preparation. And that's what I want to do. I want to get us in a preparation state. Um, I think it was Cordova. The ferry just stopped. It's not going to be running all winter. Nobody was thinking the ferry was going to stop about a year, two years ago. Nobody thought, wait a minute, what if our food supply is cut off? What if this? What? Nobody thought the 2,000 people out there were not looking at the what if from this position iron, right go to safeway absolutely from this position what do you mean we'll be out of food i'll just go to the store right the store has to have it shipped so you know the idea is for us to be looking at the what ifs and planning from that stage and it's in my opinion it's much better for us to say oh well we didn't need to do this but we're good you know, oh, we have extra money to carry over into the next uh, fiscal season. It just, it's just better to be prepared than to just assume we're going to be okay. Is that your your number one issue? You think is just preparedness or, or revenue or um, revenue is the major issue because the city has to run. Period. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure the city runs, and we need revenues to do do this. However, my second largest priority. It's connecting our community. That's and and what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that have no knowledge of what it looks like in government. Like a lot of people in the city don't realize if I'm the mayor, the mayor even now, Jim Matherly, he works for the people. We work for you. You know how many people don't realize that I work for you? You know, and just little simple things like that. We're tied so, to that royalty too much. Absolutely. Where we don't so, remember right. that we can just say bye. Thank you. And so if you look at... It's a peaceful revolution the, we have in the right. election. And, and I feel like the community deserves to understand their power. You know, um, and I don't say it in a like, 
you know, dark way, you have power, but, you know, in a way that empowers them voice. to be able to use their voice, you know. Um, Participation, just being involved absolutely. and have some so, buy into our community. One of the things, and, you know, like I tell people, if, you know, the city decides they want me to be their mayor, please expect a knock at your door potentially a little bit after dinner with me looking for you guys to see who would not mind being their neighborhood representative at city council meeting, diversity council meeting, and bringing this information back to their neighborhoods. Information gets spread a lot quicker. We start empowering the community to understand the power in their voice and their abilities to know what's going on. The things that are happening at City Hall impact everyone here in this community. So... Yes, the information is very tangible. Go look it up. You ever tried finding some of that start. information? I mean... That's the beauty of what the clerks do down there. When they set up that, that weekend thing where you come down and they give you information and you ask whatever you want and they say, this is how you do it. Absolutely. Sign this paper. Give me, what is it, 25 bucks or something like uh, that? Absolutely. Yeah, You're in. That's yeah, it. That's it. Absolutely in. That's it. So, you know, there's many people that just like, I don't, I really don't even have the time to be into all of this, but that is, that is a really big thing. Yeah. I mean, to have your time taken up with other people's problems and not just a few, here's the, the community's problems. Here's the catch though. To dispense information in the information age. It's very simple, and it makes life a lot easier. So you want to bring more technology, more transparency. I, w I want to extend the information using many of the resources that are available versus just the website, just the radio that comes and listens and you know streams it. Like I want to live make stream. It more accessible. Absolutely, like people are on Facebook all the time. Oh, I don't have time. I can't believe Becky did that. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. another guy. Like, no. Oh, wow. City Hall is streaming live right now. The city council meeting. You know what? Let me tune in. Mm -hmm. right. How hard is that? Pretty easy. My point exactly. How hard is it to actually take the budget information that people would have to dig for and actually take a photo of that and post it on the Facebook City Hall website? Hey, here's the budget. Sorry you guys missed it, but just in case you did, here's how hard right. is this? It's not. It doesn't seem. It's not a few seconds of your time to get this information out to people that are going to be in these locations anyway. They're going to be here anyway. You know what I mean? So I say purposeful edu purposefully educating the community is my goal. Purposefully bringing us together is my goal. The purpose is to enhance this community. And it's going to happen once we get people empowered and excited about their role in Helping to build this community. Just civic engagement. Absolutely. Simple stuff. Participation. Just simple stuff. It is by, it's your neighbors participating, it's talking to them, seeing what they want, and it's two brains instead of one. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High-quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting with competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, 
head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red Lyrical Sticker. Told not to run. Many a times. I, Many that a time. piece kills me. No matter which candidate you are, what you support. Um, I am a, I know a little bit about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about the Federalist Papers. I just was reading it yesterday again. And I, there's this idea that we should squash ideas. That mm-hmm. we should not, faction is bad. Right, like people have bad, different ideas, and don't stray away from what's normal. Basically, normal. right, and we need all those to, mm-hmm. to bubble up this. Absolutely, what's best? Absolutely, I agree. And if no one's asking questions, like like Frank, oh man, I love the man. And Me too. Just I love Frank Attorney. He, you cannot say he does not participate. Absolutely not. He it's is a true. participator in it's life. True. And he speaks his truth. He speaks exactly what he recognizes to not be right. And I feel like, you know, in this society, there's consequences that follow when you stand up for stuff that may be tapping into things that could be a little bit deeper. And Frank is like, and? (laughs) You know what I mean? I love it. I love... As it's becoming mayor, you were going to face like... Half the community all the time. Absolutely. Well, not even, not half. What do you have? 12% of the people vote? Well, in the city? they it? do. Yeah, about 12%. But but the thing is, of course, unfortunately, 20,000 people are registered voters and you get less than 5,000 every year. Um, to me, that speaks in volumes for the lack of, I'm not going to say care. I'm not going to say the, the, the people that are not voting don't care. The lack of knowledge and ability to understand that you actually have power. I think the way the information is put out to the public is imperative. You know, I don't see leaders saying, oh, you, hey, how's it going? Um, thank you for hiring me. <laughs> you know, like I'm so big on communication and allowing it to be simplistic and, and, and make connections through communication that people like, I'm your boss? Yeah, you're my boss. You're a voter and you're, you know, homeless. Thank you for hiring me. Like, you're my boss. Did you know you were my boss? It gets to that personal power where you believe. Like, it's so many people voting, my vote's not going to count. Right. So you feel like you don't have individual right. power right. And that's within why, the collective. That's why I said I'm going to be the mayor that empowers this community. That's the bottom line. Like, there's so much more drive from people in general when they realize their value like it's it's more powerful than they might have even imagined you understand it's it's just so that idea that someone would come and tell you not to run the most insulting part of politics to me because i've never been in the position where i've ran for anything but one of the most insulting things about politics to me is that anyone could be focused on a small number 
of people that vote instead of not concerning themselves with that small number and saying, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to go find out why the other people are not voting. This is what I've been doing. My entire campaign was ran off of chasing 15,000 other people. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like I tell people all the time, y'all don't want to split votes. I get it. I, I find it ironic. However, I'm definitely not looking to try to fight over your votes because I just want to know why the 15,000 don't understand how powerful their voices are. I want them to understand that the frustration they may have or the mishaps and thoughts that they may have or whatever can change when they say, I need this person in office in order for me to be fed. And I don't mean literally, in a, mm-hmm. you know, but in order for me to be fed, I need this person here. So it's been very enlightening to see. Again, like I said, I get it. Low low voter po- um, numbers or whatever have you. I have no intentions of seeing that happen this year at all. None. I believe that we deserve to understand that our voices deserve to be heard. And I'm that mayor that wants to hear your voice. I get, even now, I'll get messages at two three in the morning because somebody woke up and they had a concern or something i wake up the next day and i'm just like sorry i couldn't respond right away at 3 a.m i'm sleeping however thank you for bringing that to you know my attention did you ever think about this or whatever as an advocate by nature as an empowerment specialist it is not abnormal for me to be on the clock 24 hours seven days a week literally just because i care you know so it it wouldn't be abnormal to clock out as mayor and have someone say, and these roads are horrible out here and all the neighbors are complaining about it. And for me to say, let me just check into I'll get back to you in the morning, but I'm literally checking into it, mm-hmm. waiting for nine o'clock to come to right. have them have this call from City Hall, you know, because they're not going to expect this call back. They're not going to expect us to be really talking about solutions right away because just talking to many people in the community, they... These are their words, not mine. Government don't care about us. These are not my words. I'm hearing this from thousands of residents. Like, no, that's not true. Oh, no, no, no. It is true. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, let me stop trying to convince you of what you already believe is true and show you that life changes when you change the people. Government is not the issue. The people are the issue. So the people you feel don't care need to go. Mm-hmm. Right? having that power one right one of the strategies of a political race that if you don't watch politics you never even see but this idea of running a dummy candidate to pull away a straw man candidate to pull away that from is the other things funniest I, first of all I, I didn't even know anything about that that's insane I, I, that, I didn't know anything about that and um till I started running of course and they're like so I'm like if I'm a dummy candidate People that genuinely know me know I am a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think for myself, I have always been like that. No one's had my journey, um, personally. Many people I've come across have gone through very similar things, which is what I love about us as individuals. But I've never been the type of person where I needed to follow anyone like even being homeless on the streets in New York City when gangs were trying to invite me in for protection. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I know all of y'all. Like I know the Bloods, I know the Crips, I know I know all of y'all. What would I want protection from you for 
and they trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. When all y'all make sure I'm good. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm here. good. Like, I'm not joining <laughs> anything. I've always, even when I had nothing, had a leadership mentality that stated, no, I'm going to do this because this is what's in my heart. You know, so who would be then placing me in this campaign as a dummy no, candidate? No, no, no I, I mean, I, I don't mean from this perspective, right? but this would be something for people oh, to think about. Okay. Knowing Lakeisha, who would who would be the person doing it that 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 would try to distract from the people coming to ask you not to run? Yeah, who are they afraid you're taking votes from? Catherine, absolutely. It, the biggest thing right now, um, many uh, even. With a little mini, uh, and I was very grateful. I don't know how this happened, but I tell people all the time I'm cautious about what I put out into the universe because life has a boomerang effect. So, you know, I'm always trying to put out love and positive energy. Unfortunately, I learned the hard way making a lot of rookie moves <laughs> as a new candidate. You cannot explain yourself in text message, on social media, any of this stuff. And have people understand it, especially when you deal with people that intend to try to twist your words, make you look bad, try to turn voters against you. I'm just thinking I'm helping and having conversations, not realizing that only part of my information was going to be used or that words were going to be twisted or that people were going to try to make it seem as if I was doing things that I wasn't. So just in having that experience, already seeing bash campaigns that had started um, on me, I said, Hey, you can only come from your capacity. You're serious about your campaign, you know, the person you're rooting for. And if that's the route you have to go, life has a boomerang effect, you know? You seem to definitely have one person that has targeted you pretty harshly. <laughs> um, I haven't I don't, seen it I don't, where it's an individual so much coming at someone yeah. like that. Recently, it, it was it, it was, and I I just was like, God bless her. It was two. One person initiated it, then a second person followed, and I, I guess it was more stuff on social media. And I'm just like, I can't feel bad because the only thing you can pour out is negativity. Like you you, there's a motive behind what and you're you just doing. Get pulled down into it. Like it I wasn't gonna get sucked. Yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't gonna get sucked into it. And I said, for the people that actually do get sucked into it, you weren't gonna vote for me anyway. Like. I don't want a vote because you know Lakeisha. I want to vote because you believe in my cause. You understand what I'm saying? Um, So for the people that already had their purpose of trying to sabotage the campaign, you can't take from me what's already mine anyway. So if I'm supposed to be here, there's nothing you can do to stop that. Because people will see my authenticity. People will understand that this really isn't. I'm going to be a politician by title and by work. You know, by by my um, position in government, but I'm an advocate by nature. I'm a person that's literally working to help build the community by nature. So it does not bother me that from your capacity, the only thing you could do was try to bash me because you wanted so desperately for your politician to win. You know, Mm -hmm. like, God bless you. I love your attitude in not even worrying about that, the percent that did, that did vote. The, the idea that people are accusing you of taking votes away from Catherine. Right. That 
you're like, uh, I'm not going for that small percent. I'm shooting over here. Right. For these people that didn't vote and aren't active and are engaged. Like, I need them to understand their value. Like, I want you to. Is it finished where you can register to vote now? Yeah, yep, September 1st. Okay. Did you, did you do any we did. campaigning for yeah. registering people to vote? I've, um, I had two registrars. Shout out to Shoshana Kuhn was one of them for sure. And, um, it was really cool to see her out there. Hitting the ground running. Yeah, she's a cool lady. Say, oh, I love her. I, You know, that's my thing. We live in a world where you and I can have this awesome conversation. And we find out we have so much in common. And then toward the end, you turn around and you look at me and you go, so are you a Republican or a Democrat? And I'm like, I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat. Or I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican. Oh, you're... <laughs> Oh, you're a Republican. Oh, you're a Democrat. I'm just like, did we not just have the best conversation on planet? Did we not just discover we could sit down and write a whole song together or build a whole house together? And that changed because of my label. We weren't talking taxes and healthcare and education then. Absolutely. It's like even in... These, um, I'm an independent realist, by the way. I created my own party. I'm an independent realist. Anyway, (laughs) even in the midst of these titles, there's still people. So there's still some people who are registered Democrats that do not necessarily agree with everything Democratic. You can't. There's registered Republicans that do not agree with everything that the republicans do this is why i feel it's imperative that we get to know people not labels like i'm in front of a person that i can enjoy a conversation with and have a bunch of commonalities with and that shouldn't change because you heard me mention a label that you may not agree with ask me what that means to me this is where productive communication comes in at because yeah, we if think I, we know what you are based on based on what you've already poured into yourself as this is all that exists. So if I say I'm a Democrat and I don't believe in all of these things, you don't know that because automatically you don't even want to have a conversation with me. You know, right. but but if I say I'm a Republican and you're a Republican and you're like, yes, you're my buddy. And I could be sitting here looking at you and we have this conversation in the midst of this conversation. You're like. What do you mean you don't believe in that? That's not Republican. Now, all of a sudden, we're both Republicans with another reason to disagree. Mm-hmm. We're individuals. That's the bottom line. Get to know that individual. You know? It's, uh, parties manipulate the political structure. Absolutely. Benefit themselves. It does. And that's where we're wrapped up. Man, I'm loving that you're talking about the other 80% that's not voting. Yeah. Because that's They the matter. Point. They that- matter. And I want them to see that. Under my run, I'm not going to tell you you matter. I'm coming to get you to show you what I mean by you matter to me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be the mayor to wait for you to come to me. I want to see whether or not you want to sit down to lunch because we're having a party at the, uh, a barbecue at the park. You know what I'm saying? With the family. Come bring the family out. It's nothing that has to do with government. I don't have to waste tax dollars to do things I've been doing with my own money for years. Mm-hmm. As an advocate, I've been housing homeless people and families. As an advocate, I've been literally going out and finding resources. I've been doing this stuff. There's no clock involved in what I've been doing. So as the mayor, I'm always going to be an advocate. 
I don't need the city's money to do what I've always been doing by nature. That makes I, sense, I mean, right? Yes. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. All your Facebook posts, your videos that you put out, opening the the door to government for some people. Mm-hmm. Are you can you plan on just continue that? I mean, always doing your videos and your. That's Facebook my products. life, my livelihood, because I've gotten literally people reaching out to me from around the world that have said, you know, I was ready to give up, and I saw this video. You know, I've been through this, that, and the third, and just knowing that I didn't have to live in that moment, because I'm really big on helping people understand life is moments, nothing but moments. Time won't stop because you have a situation, which means your life is going to continue to travel forward as long as you have breath in your lungs. That's a moment. That doesn't define the rest of your life. So what do we do to excel past that moment? Boy, it depends on the person that sees that moment. They will it's, never let you out of that moment. It's, it's, and that's what I mean about mm-hmm. building as a community. Right, helping. I should be able to get out of that moment. Yeah, we've all because we've who been in held that your who held you hostage in your moment mm-hmm. that you don't know how to let someone else out of their moment. You 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 can only give me what you have inside. So what is it that you're harboring? That the only way for you to feel like you have power or feel as if you're somebody important is if you put the next person down. Let's talk about your issues. Right. Being, you feel like you're just better than one other person. Absolutely. Like, wh- wh- why do you not understand your own value? Right. And even better in your own mind. Absolutely. It might not be better right. in the, the I, big... Absolutely. Like, that's what I tell people all the time. They're like, well, what makes you different from the other candidates? I, I'm like, I have to be fair. I'm not watching them. I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm embracing who I am as an individual, just like hopefully they're doing the same. I'm not running up against, although this is the political language, in my mind, I'm going to grab the community. I'm not running up against other candidates. I'm going to get the community. You have already, haven't you? You know what I mean? Yes, that's what I've been doing. You know, even one that you've engaged. That's going to come that didn't vote before. Absolutely. Oh, we've signed quite a few people up that go. never registered this year. And it was really exciting to see people that have never voted. Like, I'm getting out to vote. Even now, just getting a whole confirmation of people. I did it, Keisha. I'm, I'm excited for you. And I'm just like, I'm excited for you. Like, you're saying you're excited for me because I'm going to be mayor. I'm excited because I'm working for you. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't about me. This is about you. You know? And they're just like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Like, it's true. This is about you. This is about us as a community. You know how much we're going to accomplish together? Mm-hmm. I look forward. I look forward Phenomenal. To Let's just put it like this. The people that are now going to be voting this year, they're just very aware of my energy. They're very aware of the place I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's Your intention. the most important part. You know what I mean? That's the mo- to me. That's all that matters. Intention is absolutely is the core of the experience. Absolutely. Even so. if something happens bad, if your intention is not, I believe you're you're not bad. Right. Right. Absolutely. If something happens good from your bad intention, I still believe it's bad. Right. But and you know, it's real. Realistically speaking, everything in life, like we spoke earlier, has a balance. It could be an absolutely bad situation and there's good in it that can actually do something outside of what you're, what you intended for it to be bad with. Mm-hmm. People are looking like, 
and it ends up being something that benefited you in the long run. Like these smear campaigns, I'm like, thank you guys. More people know who I am. Right. More oh, people know who I am because you just gave publicity. me free publicity. Like I've had people come and like, I'm just letting you know I'm not falling for the bull crap. Nice. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I appreciate that. When can we do lunch? When can you bring some friends so y'all can get to know me outside of a smear campaign? Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, are you serious? I'm like, no, dead serious. I pay out of my own pocket. This Most of this campaign has been my money with people making a $100 donation or $50, 10 little things like that, which I've been grateful for. I'm like, guys, y'all are helping me along, but... The idea is to show this community we really can do a lot with a little. Well, until that 10 we get, bucks put gas in your car to come every Thank minute. you. We can do a lot with a little till we get to where we need to be. I live on that motto. It's like, what can we do with what we have right now? I'm not crying over something that doesn't exist. What do we do with what we have right now? And how to get more. And and yeah, and how to make sure that we can excel forward. Let's have a plan for at least that we're going to have more next year. Absolutely. So. Deal with today, but no, let's plan for tomorrow. I agree. I agree. And it's going to be the community. The ideas I've been hearing out here. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited about working with people in this community. It's stuff that literally never comes from City Hall that I agree with. I'm like, like what? Um, well, one of the biggest things was um, the neighbor, the community incentives. There's a lot of people that during the wintertime end up having to plow their own streets. This is a fact. This is nothing fake. There's streets that have only been plowed twice a year. And there's sidewalks in the city. And and, and stuff like that. We're talking about neighborhood walking. where people are stuck in their cars because, you know, okay, we don't have the funding to get them through. Not a problem. Give incentives to the people that already do it and have them do a pro- proficient job and send those uh, trucks by that'll throw, that'll dump it. They, they don't even have to shovel. Don't send the shovelers by. Save us millions of dollars. Forget it. Just send the, the dumpers by and incentivize. Give, give our community residents that are actually doing the work anyway. The the incentives. You get what I'm saying? Just yeah. really great Take ideas. Of what's happening. Absolutely. Really great ideas. Millions of dollars saved, you know, a, a few a million or so going to these thousands of residents that's been doing this the whole time anyway, but is now keeping our streets a whole lot cleaner because they have the incentive to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Oh man, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm bringing it back to the community. I'm that mayor that's going to empower this community and actually not just listen to what you're saying, but get to this table and see how we can make it happen. Some things we won't be able to make happen. That's fine. Okay, how can we get close to that? Let's go, guys. We got to get to the table. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be clocked in. I don't have to be in City Hall. I don't have to be in my role <laughs> as mayor. To always be thinking about how we can enhance as a community. No, I think once once you would take that responsibility of being mayor, that doesn't stop. No. You're going to be dreaming about it. <laughs> well, I already do right. anyway before right. running for mayor. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I wonder how I can help, you know, Mark and Susie. They're really going through right now and the baby and da da da. Like, the, the things that come to me that are so relevant and dear to the residents' hearts. And I'm just like, how can I? Oh, good! I got this information. Like I'm really, hey Mary, I looked this up and I found this out, and I'm, I'm like, I'm working for you in my sleep already, mm-hmm. just as an advocate. You know what I mean? Very little resources as an advocate. My paycheck helps me help the community. Come on now. 
We've got on-site consumption of cannabis coming Loving to the city of Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, we've got the, uh, the Fairbanks cut. Yes. They have been approved by the city. Yeah. I I don't know what happened to Nome. I didn't hear what happened with, I'm, I'm guessing they got approved. I, I didn't hear anything. So. I, didn't, I didn't hear any. I know we have city council meeting coming up this Tuesday, so I wasn't. I haven't really completely followed the rest of that situation with the campaign, and I'm doing most of this by myself. Ninety five percent of my campaigning is Lakeisha hitting the beat, mm. you know, and well, just, I love you're it. it. You're hearing what you were talking about. Yes, I'm loving it. So, see um, any problems with on site consumption? Of course not. Oh, as if I'd have a problem with on site go drink a, you know, glass of Midori or whatever. Like to me, it's the same concept. It's just when with it, the different it's different different absolutely gathering and the idea is understanding that we have to be responsible anyway. The regulations are strict in general for just the cannabis industry alone. It's very strict on site consumption. Very strict. We have responsible business owners out here, and even when I was on um, KFAR radio. The Buzz. Kemp Lankers. Yes, yes, yes. Love Kemp too. Shout out to Kemp. Um, Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located in downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located downtown Fairbanks, provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456-HEMP. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD Superstore. For pets and have a wonderful day. The mayor said we've had no issues, none whatsoever, except I think it was one issue and that person got shut down. But the bottom line is for the most part, the majority of these business owners are very (coughs) responsible. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're keeping up with regulations, you know, how can you complain about something that has proven itself to be thorough? Well, people would say that um, on-site consumption has not proven itself. Well, the on-site consumption Why do we is- want to be first? A lot of people will say. Well, first of all, we need innovation in order for us to be the resource. Yes, let's and, lead, and bring, right? And let's, I don't understand why people are content with believing it's okay just to- Oh, let's get it wrong. And, fix and, it. and then fix it. The idea is we, we should- the innovation will definitely bring tourism, will definitely, definitely bring tourism, but also bring entrepreneurs to this mm-hmm. state and create entrepreneurs in this state. We're talking about wanting people to open more businesses, wanting people to be excited about living in Alaska. Let's be innovative. Can we fast forward to what's really happening today? Mm-hmm. And what's happening today is many new ideas, Lots of uh, innovation coming from people that were initially hesitant about certain, can I even, you know, like, can I even say this? Is this politically correct? Now it's like, yes, I'm going to say it and we're going to even try it. 
so many people that have had major successes, whether it's the Facebook, the Google, whatever, they were doubting themselves to begin with. They were they had people say that's a dumb idea many a times and failed and, and, and fa- absolutely but the idea was if that effort never went out there they wouldn't be sitting in Tahiti making money as they slept you know let this be a community that will get placed on a map for an innovative idea that changes the entire cycle in you know uh, our, our world and it's providing another. It's providing another tavern. Absolutely. For people that don't normally get together have an opportunity to sit and talk. Absolutely. Different brains coming together with different ideas. This is how it happens. <laughs> yeah. This is how it happened. It's the same thing with city council meetings. I'm excited. It, you know, the city say they want me to be the mayor. The most uh, thing uh, the thing I'm most excited about is being able to be in a position to let the public know how much I respect and appreciate their perspective but also say can we be very aware that there's going to be people in here that are going to have different perspectives you deserve respect they deserve respect can we at the least say i don't agree respectfully without trying to threaten bash or any of that because the idea is what you're speaking you're passionate about you believe in i value that but i value that other person's perspective the same mm-hmm. their ability to have their perspective the same can we just even if we don't agree can we just say i don't agree with this i actually don't think it's productive at all but you're entitled to your perspective that's the conversation you're entitled to your perspective i don't agree with it i think it's gonna be a bad thing i think it's a horrible idea but you're entitled to your perspective and just leave it at that because you yelling and screaming at someone it's not going to stop them from having their perspectives. And guess what? They turn around and do the same thing to you because they feel like your idea is stupid. Now all you have is two grown people looking stupid. They're arguing like kids. We're better than that as a community. And that's the energy I want to bring to that seat. We're Guys, we're better than this. Agree to disagree. We're better than this. What do we intend to accomplish? Okay, so since you believe this, again, I'm big on education. Since you believe this, Mr. Mackey, here's some things you can do to actually get people together in order to even push the idea that we should put an ordinance into place. Because you're not going to walk out of there thinking nobody was listening to this. I hear you. If you are truly passionate about this, do these things and then come back with the 5,000 or however many people we need to even try to create a proposal for a new ordinance. Regarding this. I, I need you to know I care. I need you to know I'm listening. I need you to be educated on what you can do in order to make it happen if it's something you truly believe in. And once you put that effort out there, if it does not happen, embrace the fact that not enough people believe in what you believe in instead of being mad at the mayor or the whole group of people that didn't believe in it. They're not stupid. They're just entitled to their perspectives, just like you. What do you see as the biggest conflict that you're going to have to sit down and say, okay, let's just talk about it. Let's, let's bring the different stakeholders um, together. Is there some conflict out there that you see that you're ready to start inviting people? To be totally honest, I'm definitely always a type of person that takes things as they come. I'm, I have a ready for anything type of attitude. Cause I've been through every, I mean, like I've <laughs> been through some stuff. 
lot of really crazy stuff. I mean, literally seeing bullets fly past my head. Like, I've been through some stuff, robbed at knife point. Like, I mean, just, <laughs> I'm always ready for whatever does come to me. And because I'm naturally um, gifted in productive communication and, and training, communication fitness is what I call it, because I'm gifted in communication fitness, I don't have to fight for words when it comes to showing people or at least creating a space for a language that says, I don't agree with you, but I still respect your right to have a perspective. So it would be a matter of, like right now, I think the biggest um, conversation was the um, 6093 bill. Um, and I really genuinely feel as if the community's voice was not heard when it came to that bill. What that I mean by let me LGBT the LGBTQ community. And what I mean by that is they were going solely off of the people that came there, that voted, and all these other things that spoke up. The majority of the people that spoke up, it might not have been a whole community. This is why the community needs to understand the value in their voice. The majority of the people that were a part of this, whether they were against or for. The majority of the people that spoke up were for it. Therefore, that bill was supposed to pass. City council passed. You know, it, it went through a city council. When you look into a community after seeing something that you know is going to be in your face. And you're just like, yep, this is going to work. The whole community's like, yup, this is going to work. Because before you voted on it, the final bill, you had to read it. You were cheering the community on. If you missed that thing at the bottom, we're not taking this, we're not taking this to city council this week, guys. I have some questions about this. There's a whole process that you had to go through to have the majority of the people agree. And then the final word be yours. And you say, it wasn't even yours. It was already decided. And you're like, nah, we're not going to do this. I'm sorry, guys. What you feel is not nearly as important as what I feel. Although I work for you. It is one of, if not the most powerful power the executive branch has. To completely stop legislation or ordinance or just to go. Nope. And see, my 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 thing is not have to explain yourself. For me, we don't have a majority. So that's, what of, the, that's what the mayor did, right? Basically, vetoed it. And and so for me, I don't feel like we have a majority of community members that are incompetent or that uh, are going to be out here trying to make poor choices when it comes to creating ordinances or even amending ordinances. We don't have a bunch of community members that are going to just do irrational stuff. Hey, we need an ordinance that said we can throw people off the roof. Like that's not reality. So when the majority of the community is speaking on things that impact us as a whole, as mayor, I work for you anyway. That's what we're doing? All right, cool. I know the people that are not the majority are going to be, Lakeisha, why would you just let that ride? You know you had executive order to veto, I mean, privilege to veto. And I'm like, so what the majority of the community says doesn't matter because it's more important how you feel. Gather more people. Mm-hmm. I need you to gather more people. This will change when you gather more people. And let me tell you how you can do it. We might be able to come back to this. But all of my decisions will be made based off of what's going on 
as a community, you know, a majority of the community. We really never have ordinance passed or any of these things or even created. None of this stuff is created based off the majority of the actual voters. It never is. You never have 20,000 people participating in the decision-making process. And most people are like, this is so unreal. That would be so unreal. You know how much time that would take up? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, can we just get it right the first time? This way we can only do this once and call it a day? You know, I, again, I am very, uh, I'm a firm believer and we get more done when we come together. And being able to, I am I embrace the idea that there's going to be decisions I might be sitting back saying, are they sure they're aware that A, B, C, and D could happen. And I'm going to be asking them. So you do understand, I'm going to go over all the cons because you know if this goes left, since most of you guys are wanting to approve of this, these are some of the consequences that will come from it. These are some of the good things and the bad things. Yeah, this is what we want. I'm just going to sit back and be like, okay. I'm going to have to pass it because the community that I work for spoke. That's it. Yeah, the the idea that 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 king or queen mentality of no, I'm gonna stop it. Is goes against Again. what I what I feel, but you, that's a power they have. It's what, a check it's and balance. True. Of, it's there for a reason, right? And it can always come up again. It could have been overridden, mm-hmm. right? No, can't be. You can't override a veto. I think I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I he said he was taking it to the ballot, though. Is what happened. Oh, he said, right. remember, he said he was taking us to the ballot, so it wasn't even a matter of trying to override the veto. It was, oh, no, we're going to put this on the ballot. And, um, you know, again, like Is I, it on the ballot? No, okay. Come on, I, I, I didn't hear anything about it. Come on, man. So it just kind of went away, right? Just, yeah. We're not talking about it anymore. Uh, yeah. Well, we are actually still talking about it because... Um, and, and what I mean is our residents are still talking about it. I'm still having conversations about it. Because there's still numbers out there. There's still plenty of numbers out there, and well, embers, uh, embers, just, yeah, yeah. Just burning I, away. I think. Um, oh, there's more. about to be a fire on Monday at City Hall. I'm excited. I'm gonna be there. What's going? on? The 1693. We still hurt. Oh, um, movement. This is gonna be a City Hall on Monday, and uh, for me to see that what they were looking for was terms to be placed. This is the crux of what it was. The the terms, um, gender identity and um lord knows i just forgot off the top of my head the other terms i have it written down but the idea was we're just saying add these to what already exists yes these exist these discrimination laws do exist but someone can say you don't count because you don't identify as any of these there's no terms to identify you so you're not who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, we need to include, include these terms. They have a very valid point. I've been saying that from the beginning. Right now, there's tons of people, you know, um, Dodge fo- uh, followers that have started a I'm anti-LGBTQ community um, campaign. And I'm just like, that's an insult to the way I was brought up. Have you talked with Dodge? No, it's not her. I know. It's, uh, it's I, I wouldn't think it's her, but have you talked with her? I'm not about this particular situation. Um, because to be totally honest, I, 
don't want to put any energy. I'm not giving life to a dead situation. There's no reason for me to give life to a dead situation. People that know me already understand how I am. I believe in equality for people. Y'all can give yourselves whatever labels you want. I could be talking to you right now. You say, Keisha, I'm a horse. How are you, horse? So how's your day going? Because all I'm going to see is a person in front of me that is full of uniqueness and, you know, opportunities to be great at whatever it is their skills and gifts are. Like, none of that ever matters to me. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It, in like, the end, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter it what really, label you want to put on yourself. Absolutely. You're still a person that deserves equality, that deserves you know, respect. They're like, well, Keisha, it sounds so good until you look at that murderer that's murdered people. And, you know, shouldn't we just chop them up and throw them away? I'm like, well, what does the law say? Does our law say we should chop them up and throw them away? You know, in some cases, in some states, yeah, you can absolutely go and just kill a person that killed somebody. That's what the laws are laid out for. However, I'm moving off of what is what can create a different element, a different energy in this universe? Because all the other stuff is normal and has been going on when it comes to the negativity and bombardment of uh, just suppressing people that are already suppressed, not cheering them on, not allowing them that room to rise past whatever their prior circumstances were or their prior poor choices may have been you are not your past you, i it's written right here in my book at really? war with thyself you are not your past that is the first book i published self-published at war with thyself in um 2017 after my kid's dad passed away um and he li- he literally owned off the top barber and beauty out here on gaffney road by the bible bookstore nice. for three years and it wasn't just his death. It, his death was the last straw for me um, because I had in one year, one, two, three, four, five people pass away. Just a few, no, six. One, two, three, four, five, six people pass away in a 365-day span back to back every few months. So I was just like, ah, you can't break, Keisha. Are you kidding me? Write about it and let people know they can use this as fuel. This is how you convert this to fuel, you know? And so that's... At war with thyself. Absolutely. Uh, Helping recovery from loss. Well, no, not at all. This is an empowering book. It's about helping you dig out all of the things that have been poured into you that is not truly yourself. You go to war against yourself to discover who you are because you literally are a walking production of everything that was poured into you. But at the core of what was poured into you is truly who you are. There are things from the time you were born you were naturally good at that you may have thrown away. Oh, Keisha, I'm going to have you back. Yes. After the election. I'm just over. saying. <laughs> and, um, maybe edit, edit, edit here. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't um, consumed cannabis with any of the the candidates yet. Besides Which is Frank, fine. I, you I know, he really Frank don't care. He don't care. Yeah. Um, I didn't ask Dodge. Didn't um, I wasn't going to ask you. I don't know if you consume cannabis or not. I don't consume cannabis anymore, but I am absolutely pro-cannabis. I move too much to consume cannabis. It's a <laughs> slowdown. Like when I when I used to smoke weed when I, was, when, I, when I was younger and I actually did smoke, um, it, it slowed me down, you know, and I'm a writer. So uh, back then it was good because I had so much noise going on in my head that was negative 
that um the slowdown was good. But in my lifestyle today, here in Alaska, <laughs> I gotta keep up. I can't slow down. I'm like, no. Nope, Maybe when you're ready, ready to slow down, yeah. we can enjoy ourselves a joint. And I want to talk yeah. about this. Absolutely. I want to talk about this book um, in more detail. I don't want to get lost in it right now. Yeah, as no, far which as is fine. Which is fine. Thing. But I, you're coming back. I am. Right on final. Would October. you like to borrow a copy? And I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if I'll ever read it. I'm a horrible. Reader. I love the fairness with that. And I, you know what I'm going to do when I come back? Sit on my I'm going to have inserts because when I go to, we'll get into it later. There's certain chapters I start reading that it. trans people, like there's certain chapters in this book that people have called me or have messaged me. And it's like, Keisha, I totally got sucked in. I've actually had people tell me, you cannot read this book high what? because you will wake up and start saying, whoa. There's so much more to me. Like I've, the point. I've literally had people say, I'm, "I can't read. This is too deep. I can't read this while I'm high." Like it just took me into a world of whoa. That's the point. And, but, right. That's hey, the point. So. <laughs> All right. Let's. I want to thank you for coming in and coming together here with me. I mean, to to take a step and not really know unless you listen to any of the episodes before what you were walking into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's so very I late. You coming here. Yeah. Shell told me it was really laid back and. I still am trying to figure out how to how to get your podcast so that I can listen to it regularly. I'll I'll show you. Somebody sent me a, a link to listen to the one that they did, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I love people just being themselves, and that's the first thing I got from listening to the podcast. Is like he's just himself. It's, it's, yes. I'm allowed to be myself here. Yes, yes. Because yes. I have no boss. Right? Isn't that amazing? There's no one telling me that I can't do anything other than my guests. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, I have respect for them. So we're not, if we do something that we, they don't want out there, then we pull it away. It's no, not, right. not here to hurt Absolutely. anybody. Totally awesome. Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap it up? How do people get in touch with you? Um, I definitely would like for people to go to www.itsjordanformayor.org. Jordanformayor.org. Um, yes. I always ask people, reach out to me on Facebook or just literally Look for me in the street. I'm going to probably be knocking on your door. <laughs> you got a busy schedule next yeah. couple of weeks? What do, you, what do we got? Like, um, I maintain two weeks? busyness. Like I still have a forum tonight. I did a forum last night. Um, my schedule is crazy. That's One the more toughest week. thing about like, people do not realize <coughs> all the people that ask you to come talk yeah. and give them content for their show. You know, and like, I'm... I'm fine Stations. with it. No, right. Well, it's free advertising. Absolutely. You, you reach free another price. group yep. that is watching that content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always grateful. Um, like I tell people all the time, I'm I'm not here to try to appease everybody in general. I, I'm here to have people get to know me and understand my mission, understand how I my what my vision is for helping the city come forward. And I'm asking you guys to add to it to give constructive criticism, to, you know, just bring ideas you maybe thought might have been a little bit too crazy. Like, bring it to this mayor, because we're going to do this together. I'm not going to enhance the city forward. We are. That's the bottom line. Well, thank you, Lakeisha. Thank Good you. luck to you in I two weeks. I appreciate it. And um, you're definitely coming back on. That would be awesome. Send me an invite. I would be totally excited. We'll I see which we'll blast. see which role. 
you come in. Absolutely. You, you may be mayor. And, and you know what? Even as the mayor, I'm still going to be an advocate. That will never go anywhere. And if I if the city doesn't want me, I'm still going to be an advocate. I genuinely win either way because I'm just going to be doing the same thing I've been doing for 17 years in this community. You've just had a different platform for the last few That's months. all. That's it. Reaching different people. Absolutely. Which is the whole point of what you're trying to do. In yep. So you'll get Lakeisha being Lakeisha no matter which way this goes. Bottom line. Gonna end on that. Right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Token. Edit, edit, edit. Um. <laughs> <laughs>